This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebranding Safety. How gangster is this music? It's so, it makes me so not gangster because I just said how gangster is this music. Anyway, absolutely love this new little Rodecaster Pro that I've been playing around with. Makes doing these podcasts so much quicker and easier, which is a win for me. But also, it makes how good does it make my voice sound? Like, so good. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about some of the lessons I've learned when dealing with difficult people. Dealing with difficult people has come up like what, like nearly three weeks in a row in our community calls at Project Miletium. And um, and I just thought I'd talk about it a little bit on here and some of the lessons that I've learned. Now, I'm not preaching that I know how to, you know, I'm just the, the, the absolute perfect version of dealing with difficult people and I have all the answers. These are lessons from all the times I failed in these situations. Um, so yeah, let's jump into the intro and then I'll tell you more about the times I failed and the lessons I learned. And safety isn't deviation, it's complexity. Health and safety has gone mad. Health and safety is trying to unpick having gone mad in the past. There's no one solution and one problem. The problem is that we are looking for one solution. Does the structure of the team allow them to flourish? Feel safe enough to be uncomfortable. The environment defines our behaviors. People aren't the problem, they're the solution. Rebranding safety, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Risplip. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Rebranding Safety is the YouTube channel and podcast doing exactly what it says on the tin. We're here to change the perception of health and safety, and we do that here on the podcast, and we do that on YouTube. So if you're new here, hit that subscribe button, like button, whatever it is uh, on the platform that you're listening to. It does crazy things on the algorithm, helps me into other people's faces and ear holes. Welcome back, people. We are into the new structure, and I'm enjoying it. I'm liking me talking a little bit more instead of just interviewing people. You might not be. <laughs> you might be like, well, this is shit. Sorry, I'm trying to, if there's a lot of noise, I'm trying to move my mic around and, and get it a little bit perfected. I'm not a massive fan of this little wind guard thing I've got. It's um, it's just, a, it's not very like, it's a bit wobbly, making a lot of noise. Can't get it to not wobble. Anyway, I, f- I feel like this music's a little bit too gangster for rebranding safety. Like last week, the music was like a gangster kind of Guy Ritchie film. Now it feels like it's a really shit version of Blue Story. <laughs> This would be called like Safehood, the shit version of adulthood and kidulthood. Yeah, like I was gonna, I was gonna do him, bruv, but then my risk assessment said nah. So I didn't do it, bruv. I have no idea what's up with me. I get way too excited when I'm on this little desk thing. Got little noises on here as well, like. Little, little joke drums. Probably didn't hear that with the music. Anyway, I'll stop playing around. So, I have had many, many, many difficult people in my career. And 
sometimes I've failed. Sometimes I've succeeded a little bit, but every single time I've learned lessons. And today I've made some notes on some key points that I've kind of um, learned over the years. So this will be quite short. I'm going to make a video on this and then refer back to this podcast. So this podcast will be like a little bit more of an in-depth version of the of the uh, the video. In the video, I might pick out the three of these that I think are the most important, or maybe summarize these uh, these points. But I just kind of give you some some examples of bad situations so that you understand the context of the lessons that I've learned early early on in my first job um not my first ever job I had paper rounds and worked for my uncle bless him um but but in my first real job that wasn't a paper round or within my family um I remember working as paper merchant and I still remember to this day I can't remember for life of me what started it but I do remember had this kind of like heavy banter relationship with this like warehouse team leader and um I must have said summit but anyway I was a very cocky arrogant little teenager but which was ironic because um the arrogance and the cockiness was totally just a front for my severe lack of confidence um but I just remember I must have said summit to this guy grabbed me by the neck shoved me to the wall and like Captain America or something picked me up like my feet were off the ground and like I just thought what the like what the fuck and I just totally didn't I remember thinking this was all a joke and just kind of laughing at him to cover up my nervousness which obviously just pissed him off even more so it's one example another example um totally like and a weekend golf trip uh, with managers of the company about two seconds away from a full-on scrap. Uh, and then that certain manager wouldn't even look at me when we got back to work, like three days later. Um, you know, and then just your normal kind of challenges with with people of just not getting on. Because sometimes you just don't get on with people, do you? Sometimes, And there's not actually anything wrong with that. You just have to know how to kind of deal with it. So I've had, you know, actually managed to like never go to HR. Have I ever gone to HR? No, never gone to HR. But definitely dealt with some real difficult relationships. And I think in the safety role that we have, we have two types of relationships. We have our kind of personal slash professional relationship, which is kind of like what I would call our personal professional relationship, which is between us and our managers. Well, you do kind of develop a very personal relationship. And then you have the kind of professional relationship, which is between you and the person that you're working, you know, doing safety to, so to speak. Um, so you would kind of probably approach each of those those relationships a little bit differently, or maybe you won't. I don't know. Maybe that's your style. Um, but here is my kind of, some of my, my, the bullet points I've got for lessons I've learned. I think step number one to deal with anything like this, or even just in general to help you be better, is get some self-awareness, is be really brutally honest with yourself. Um, I'm kind of going through this process now with my with my kind of coach. Uh, so I have a professional coach and we're kind of going through this process now. And 
it's not easy, you know, it's really not easy, but some exercises that you might want to do is just put me, put the right the letter me on a piece of blank paper and just brainstorm the shit out of that. Put all the good stuff, all the bad stuff and really work it out. Get really self-aware. Try to analyze some of it. You know, what are these kind of personality traits that you have look back on any psycho psychometric tests you might have had that point out all of those most of those are heavily kind of pet professionally focused but see if you can pull anything out of there that shows that you're not very good at this you might be emotional in this situation or you might be sensitive here or, or something like that you might clash with this type of person or something like that so you can really start to get honest with yourself and be honest with yourself really brutally honest with yourself and it'll probably feel counterproductive at first because you, you're not going to be, you're not going to be in a great place if you're really struggling with somebody and you're having a real difficult relationship with someone. But trust me, I think this is worth it. Like in my experience anyway, you know, now when I look back on it, I just think, God, I wish I'd really looked at myself first before I looked at them, you know, like kind of get your own house in order first in a way. And I think a part of that is understanding what your values are. Now, saying what your values are is easy to say, but actually unbelievably challenging to actually achieve. I think when we talk about values all the time, we kind of devalue it because actually it's really complex trying to work out what your personal values are. But in that kind of little brainstorm exercise that I've been doing, and um, which I think you would be, uh, you would really benefit from, would be part of that would be coming out with your values like just jot some words down there words that mean something to you try and think back to to kind of childhood stories that you think oh yeah i have always been like that so here's a story for me when i was a kid i won a um i've probably said this before on the podcast but um when i was a kid i won a competition not a competition i i the, the head teacher made up this prize out of nowhere give me a galaxy chocolate bar um for for fairness because whenever the ball went out, I'm like a team's worst nightmare in sport, like not the opposition, like my own team, <laughs> because I'm, I'm unbelievably fair. Like I always have been just a f unfairness sits really bad with me. It doesn't, like I just don't like when something's not fair. Um, now fair is a kind of relative term granted, but anyway, to the point, to my point, I think that that was something I, I kind of picked out in that process. I'm like, okay, so that was at a young age. And then as I look at that, reflect on that through my life, then is that a value kind of fairness or, or how we treat other people or empathy, which would probably make sense as to why the safety profession was, was attractive to me and why I've stayed in it for so long. So there's something there. So you can kind of, you can see where you're going with this. You're really starting to pick it out. So through this, this process of being honest with yourself, trying to pick out some of your personal traits that maybe are contributing to this relationship. Um, and you can start to understand your values. And now at this point, you're really starting to get a good picture of yourself. And the reason why I'm doing this is telling you to do this is because whether you like it or not, it's not just that person that's the problem. Now, everyone might be saying, people are not the problem. But in this relationship, there are two in the relationship and you are part of that relationship. So you may be contributing to something. Now, that contribution to the bad relationship may actually be subconscious, may actually not be your fault. It may be your fault. It may be something part of your personality trait. It may be pre-existing context that you've just exacerbated 
but you are in that relationship and it's a two-way street. So you need to get honest with yourself because if you don't like that person, you're not getting on, it's really difficult. I'm guaranteed they're thinking the same about you. And they could write a list of what's wrong with you and you could write a list of what's wrong with them. But are either of you writing a list of what's wrong with you in your opinion or something that you could potentially improve on or f or, or be aware of at least? Now, it may be something like a personality trait, something you can't deal with, something that's that just there. And, and that's just how you are. But if you acknowledge it. So, for example, with me, um, I am very aware that I have this constant need for kind of gratification from people um i have a constant need to be thanked for my work and and therefore when i don't get it um i can take things very personally and i do always err to the side of it being a targeted attack at me and always being like oh god did he mean that i mean over analyzing things to a point but a few years ago when I focused on on kind of being becoming a bit more self-aware and, and maybe getting a bit interested in psychology, I could really start to work out that that exists and why it exists and where it's come from um, in my life, therefore enabling me to be a bit more aware of it going forward and being able to challenge myself and go, James, you are doing a good job, but you don't need to be told you're doing a good job every single day. You don't need to be thanked every single day. And as you can understand, it's safety. That's a pretty shit trait to have because, you know, we just don't really get thanked ever. <laughs> um, so, you know, it just helped me. So I think getting honest with yourself, being, you know, really starting to understand what you value gives you two things. One, it realizes what you may be contributing to this poor relationship, but also it, it helps you understand the good things about yourself as well. So I value this and I value that because the other part of it is being able to understand what is a kind of line for you so what is your value and therefore when you break that value how much you know if you if it's really a value if it really is then once you cross that or break that value that's a no-go that's a no-go so you, you, you're starting to formulate this real good picture of you which gives you the information to make decisions going forward and the kind of this is a really silly reason as to why i think this is so important is understanding you and there's a couple more things that I'm going to go through, which are, which are about you. Um, but, but how, how Stephen King writes his book, I watched, um, watch his books. I, I watched a keynote of him once and someone said, oh, you know, do, do you write, how do you write your, your ideas down? And when'd you come up with that? And he says, oh, two things. He said, I don't write ideas down. If they're good, they'll stay in my brain. And if they're, if they're shite, then they don't deserve to be in a book, which I thought was great. But that aside, he said, I don't write stories, I write characters. And then I put that character into a situation and I go, right, what would that character do? So he writes the people, not the story. The story is told by the characters, by the people. So in the same context, you need to get really honest with yourself and really understand your character. Then you'll know what type of decision you're probably going to make in that situation. Okay, next is looking at you and your relationship in that job. So what are you trying to achieve in this job? And what are you trying, what does that job bring to you? Now, there's a reason I ask this because I'm going to come to a decision soon and you need to understand why you're in this job. 
So are you in this job that you're in with this and and which is kind of putting you in the place of, of this having this difficult relationship because it's a strategic kind of journey in your career or because you really love the career or you really love the career and that job or actually you love the career it is part of a strategy but you're at the tail end of that that your, your journey there and you've maybe achieved what you need what you can or need to achieve or you're just there to pay the bills or what what is your relationship at that role at that place at that employer do you absolutely love going to work because this is going to help you understand also if you're part contributing to that relationship more because if you, if actually your problem may be with the workplace not with that person you're less tolerable to that person who's potentially extreme personality for example you're less tolerable because actually your problem is you don't like that place of work. So you start to understand what you're trying to do here is get the context. Hopefully you're starting to understand that. Try to think about what this job brings to you emotionally, physically, as in e.g. the bank or e.g. Uh, upskilling, qualifications, experience. What does this job give you? Um... And then what are you trying to achieve in that role at that job? So you can see we're starting to build a picture. We've been a really good picture of you. And then ask the same question again. What are you trying to achieve? But about the relationship that you're struggling with. So this difficult person, what are you trying to achieve from that relationship? So is it a partnership at work? Is it someone who's in, in a different, same department as you, but you've got to work together to achieve a project, a safety project? Or is it a manager that you're trying to get them to manage safety uh, and they just think it's your job? Or is it someone that just doesn't care about safety? You know, is it someone who just doesn't like you? Once you start to understand about what you're trying to achieve from this relationship and potentially what you're trying to achieve from this process of, of fixing the relationship, now we're really starting to get a picture of the context that's taking you towards that, that kind of negative situation. You're understanding a picture of you. You're understanding the, the context of the environment and the job. And then you can go into that situation to fix that difficult relationship with a clear understanding of everything you need to make a decision. And that decision is essentially fight or flight. Because you can't really freeze because it's not healthy. You can't just stay there and do nothing. So you need to make a decision. Are you going to stay and try and fix this relationship, try and improve it? And, and, and improve and move on and develop and hopefully become better together uh, or are you just going to move away? Are you just going to go to another job? Go to another department? And there's nothing wrong with either of those decisions but there's a decision that you need to have. But before you get to that decision there's two more things I, need, I think you should do. you got two ears and one mouth so use those ears. You should be listening twice as much as what you're talking. All right. Listen and watch, particularly the person that you're struggling with. What you're trying to do here is understand what they're dealing with. Understand 
their challenges understand the context that's driving their behaviors that you're not liking treat this whether it's a safety issue whether it's a personal issue whether it's a managerial issue treat it like a learning process treat it like you would an accident investigation treat it like you would a safety work what's the context driving this person's behavior uh, is it that they're, they're kind of bullying you at work now i don't condone bullying in any way shape or form but nine times out of ten if someone's a bully it's because they're being bullied uh, there's always context to the behaviors now it's really easy for me to sit here and and tell you to be super empathetic and it's easier said than done and that's why the decision that you need to make is fight or flight all i'm saying here is understand the facts and you understand that by getting to know yourself understanding your values what's what's a no-go area for you what you're trying to achieve what you get from that job and then by sitting listening and watching because now you're really starting to paint a picture of what the situation is and you get a real good picture of all of the context involved we've not even spoke about that person yet then final before you make finally before you make that decision as to fight or flight you need to get external opinions and this is probably the most important thing you need to do because you in that situation are emotional you need to remove emotion from this equation and to do that you need to talk to external people there are multiple ways to do that friends and family perfect caveat with friends and family it depends on your relationship with your friend and family so for example if you have a great relationship with your dad but he's uber protective like if somebody came to me and was like oh i'm being bullied at work. so if maggie sorry came to me and said oh dad i'm being bullied at work i would be uber emotional on that therefore i'm not a great person to talk to because i'm going to err on your side i'm not going to be practical i'm not going to be reasonable right friends maybe less so but it does depend on your, your relationship with your friend. Other halves may be a little bit better because your other half is probably the most honest anyone would ever be with you, depending on, again, depending on your relationship. But professionally, mentors are a really good thing when it comes to stuff like this. Mentors and coaches are really, really helpful. Now, so many situations I've gone through in the past, I wish I had a mentor or a coach going through this. And now I do. And I would just throw this stuff straight at them. What do you think I should do? Because I, I acknowledge I'm emotional in this situation. This is the decision I want to make and this is the context to it. These are the reasons why. What's your opinion? You can have multiple men mentors. Another great way to plug my own business would be to come to Project Miletium. I said earlier, um, there's a reason this kind of popped up was because of three weeks in a row, the similar problems of dealing with difficult situations or difficult people have come up in our community calls. And in our community calls, we have a 40 to 50 minute slot every week in the middle. Oh, excuse me, in the middle, that 40 to 50 minute every week, where anybody in our community can say, I'm really struggling with this and I need some help. And like you can have anything from six to 12 people in these calls, if not more. And all those people are going to help you. 
And that was the whole point of those community calls when we started Project Millennium. And, and we're starting to see that. We've had three weeks in a row people bring problems and we get in texts and messages and, and posts on our LinkedIn private group the, the day, week, month after and saying, wow, that really helped. So get external opinions. If you want to get it from a mentor, go find yourself a mentor. You can go to any of the schemes, IOSH, RRSM, Safety for Good, and get yourself a mentor. If that's not your thing and you want to come to Project Militium and do it as part of a, a bigger, wider community, a more diverse community, I'd probably say do both. I'd probably say get a mentor and come and join us, um, obviously. Um, but if you want to join us, then just go to www.projectmiletium.com. Miletium is spelled M-O-L-L-I-T-I-A-M. Um, otherwise, just drop me a DM and I'll get you on a, on a call for free and you can give it a go and find out if it is for you. And you can probably see these, you, well, you will see these community calls. Um, and, um, and yeah, you'll, you'll see the benefit that people get from them. But get external opinions. It's so important. And the, the more kind of unbiased these personal opinions can be, the more honest they can be for you, the better. So the decision we're going to make now is fight or flight. So you're going to stay and you're going to fight this and try and fix it. Maybe that should be fix or flight, but you're going to try and fix this or you're going to move on. There's nothing wrong with either of those. But before you do that, you need to get honest with yourself. You really start to understand yourself. You need to try and understand your values so you can highlight what's a no-go for you. Highlight what you're trying to achieve from being in that role and that job, but also what you're trying to achieve from fixing that relationship. What does this job bring to you? So you can understand, is it worth, if the fight to fix this relationship is going to take years and years and years, then what does that job bring to you? Now, maybe you're a consultant and this is a, a client. So the question might actually be slightly different. What does this client bring to you and what's the risk? So that client might be, you know, I don't know, just a real pain in the ass. And you're thinking, okay, there's two things here. One, what's the risk to my brand? Because I haven't got a good relationship with this customer. Two, do I really want to work with a customer that I'm really struggling to get this, this relationship going? What kind of money are they bringing in? What about their employees? Can you, are you, you know, is, is there the way that they operate and this, the reason of this relation is, is because they're not, they're not doing very great at safety or something like that. Then potentially you might want to stay to try and help fix that because you might feel within our profession, we're quite moral. So you might feel like you owe it to them maybe. Um, so so much here to think about, but you, 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 the aim is that you're trying to get a picture. And if you get to a position where you need to make this decision, you can. Listen and watch. Try to understand the context. What's the context driving these behaviours? What are these people telling you already about why they're making these decisions or why they're treating you or other people or the situation like they are? And then get external opinions before you make the decision. And just a couple of final things as you go through it and potentially after you've made that decision is be committed to your decision. 100% be committed. Don't regret your decision, but at any time be ready to pivot and change. 
Now, there's one person who's absolutely amazing at this is Gary Vaynerchuk. And I even think there's a there's a full movie about it. And if I can remember it, I'll link it in the description. If it's not linked in the description, I can't remember. But just Google Gary Gary Vaynerchuk changing or something like that. You know, you'll find it. And basically, what he's unbelievably good at is going like, I don't know, Uber is the best thing ever. Everyone needs to invest in Uber. And then six months later going, Uber is shit, move on. He's so good at it. So good at it. Because what we think is that we'll be looked at to say, James doesn't know what he's talking about because he changed his mind. Actually, no, that means you do know what you're doing because you changed your mind. So be committed to your decision. Do not regret it. Do not regret it. Don't look back, but be ready to change. So if you get to a point where you go, okay, that decision is no longer right. Now we need to make a new decision. There's nothing wrong with that. A couple of things. Don't don't forget to just keep going back and keep reassessing this situation. Keep looking at it. Keep going. Okay, where are we now? If you decide to fix, then where are we now? If you decide to flight and move on, where are we now? Are we getting better relationships in this new job? I keep reassessing your situation. Keep reassessing yourself and your values. And keep getting external opinions. So, so important, external opinions. I think it's absolutely vital. Don't forget, if you want a good, diverse set of external opinions, you can come and join us at projectmiletium.com. We would love to have you. And like I say, you can jump on a... A trial call, get it for free. Try it before you buy it, as they say. Just drop me a DM and I'll get you on one of our calls. They run on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night. And um, then hopefully when you join, you come along to a book club as well and our wa- quarterly wagon wheels as well. So I hope that helped. Like I say, I'm going to do a little YouTube video as well uh, just to kind of summarize these points. And this will act as a this will act as a more in-depth version of that video. But I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it helpful. And ultimately, I hope it helps you fix whatever relationship you are dealing with. Um, and that's why you've listened to this. Or maybe you're just listening to it because it was the next episode and you like listening to Rebound and Safety and you're a loyal listener. In which case, I hope this helps you at some point whenever you do come across a difficult relationship. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to help us out or do any work with us, you can go to www.rebalancesafety.com where you can buy yourself some merch. You can donate to us if you want to. Um, You can do loads of stuff. You can work with us by getting yourself a brand video if you have a product or a service that you want to sell. Um, We're looking to doing stuff like that for you. If you've got an event you're running, we can vlog that event and do your branded video. We can also do speaking gigs and, and loads of stuff. So if you're interested in that, go to www.reboundsafety.com. Otherwise, just go there and get yourself some merch, peeps. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Otherwise, I'll catch you next week. Safe.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and its guests and do not necessarily reflect the position of the companies. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are examples only based on limited and dated open source information and should not be utilised in real life as the only solution available. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the companies. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic or otherwise, without prior written permission from James McPherson. Thank <laughs> you.